Well, good morning, church family. My name is Jim Buren, and Pastor Mark's going to be out of town for a few weeks, and so I'm going to be covering for him while he's away. And I just want to say to my church family out there, I really miss you guys. Uh, every time I come into the sanctuary, I think about you. I think about the faces, the relationships. I think about the hugs that I get on Sunday morning, and I think about the great conversation and the encouragement that this body brings. And I just want to say thank you, and I miss you. And I can't wait until this pandemic is over and we can be back together again. It's definitely something that I think we can easily take for granted, the, the, the ability to gather. And so I'm looking forward to the other side of this thing when we're all together again. So I miss you guys. I think a big question during this pandemic for people uh, is why? There's a lot of why questions that we can ask. I think the biggest of all the why questions though is the question of why am I here? What is my purpose? I think a lot of people have struggled with finding purpose in the middle of this pandemic because we've either been quarantined or, or, or under the stay-at-home order and, and we're not able to get out and do and be the way that we're used to. So a lot of people have really struggled to find purpose. Well, I want to talk about that this morning, about what it means to find purpose in God's kingdom. And really what that's all about is a call to discipleship. So let's pray together. Father God, I just pray that you'd be with us this morning, that you'd be with us as we look at your word. I pray that you would spur us on, that you would push us out where we haven't been before, that you'd make clear what our purpose is, and that as we pursue you in the discipleship relationship, Lord, that we would mature, and as we mature, that we'd bring others along that we'd be a church in action, a church making a difference, even during a pandemic. So God, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. Holy Spirit, dwell with us today. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. Well, I wanna start off with a couple of scriptures this morning that I think are really important. Um, they're kind of the mega scriptures. They're the ones that I think a lot of Christians really know these scriptures. So I want to wrap our minds around them a little bit this morning. The first one is Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. I'm going to read from the New International Version. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he'll make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. The second passage, another mega passage, is from Matthew 6.33. It says this, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. If you found yourself asking the bigger questions during this pandemic, not just what are we going to have for dinner or what are we going to do tomorrow or will school be online or not, or what will my next job be, or where am I with my relationships, or how long do we have to social distance? 
I mean, those are all important questions and I think people are asking them. But I think as we've had time to think and we've had time and we've been forced to slow down, we've asked the biggest question of them all. And that question is, why am I here? What is my purpose? Well, I want to ask you, when was the last time you asked yourself that? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What does God have for me? The beauty of it is when we ask that question, God's word addresses it clearly. And it tells us that we have a purpose here, and that purpose is so much bigger than just pursuing our own happiness. Our purpose really is to fulfill the mandate that Jesus gave to his followers, making disciples, using the unique gifts that God gave us, you and me. When I ask that question, why am I here and and what does Jesus really want me to do? What does God want me to do? It leads me to other big questions. Like how do I do what Jesus wants me to do? Well, that leads me to scripture. It leads me to investigate what did Jesus do? How did Jesus do ministry while he was here? And that brings up some big points. And so I want to cover some of those this morning as we search for what do we do? Why am I here? Well, I think these will answer that. First of all, Jesus came and he brought the kingdom of God to earth. He was in the synagogue. They handed him the scroll. It was the scroll of Isaiah. And he read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner and recovery of the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Imagine the faces on those around him when he read that. In essence, he kind of dropped the mic and then he handed him back the scroll. Wow. He was proclaiming good news. He was the good news. We call that good news the gospel, which literally means good news. And I'm here to tell you today that the news isn't just good, it's great news. It's important news. And you and I are here to share that news with others. Jesus came to bring God's kingdom to earth, and this is in the kingdom that he brought. It was such a contrast to the, to the culture. And even... Christ's kingdom, the idea of the way he would run the kingdom, the idea of the kingdom of God, it's so contrary to today's culture. See, our culture has molded God into our image, what we want him to be. And that is upside down from what scripture tells us. Our culture, it tends to define uh, people by cultural standards, man-made standards, Um, it tends to give no regard to God or his word or his plan. And like I said, this culture has molded God into its own image, not the other way around. In God's economy, though, if you really look at God's kingdom and what Jesus said, in God's economy, we're all equally valuable and we're loved regardless of our strengths, our weaknesses, our race, or our position. Do some of these things sound familiar to you about what's going on in our world? 
We're struggling for equality. We're struggling for love. But yet, here's Jesus on the scene, and he's saying, my kingdom, you're going to be valuable. You're going to be loved. It doesn't matter what your strengths, your weaknesses, your race, your position. None of that matters. You're all going to be loved in this kingdom. Jesus came to show us what God's kingdom looks like and to teach us that there's a place for everybody who's thirsty, for everybody who's searching. There's a place of real freedom and equality for those who accept the free gift of God's grace through Jesus Christ. He came to show us that, what that kingdom would look like. Number two, Jesus came to make disciples. That's really interesting. He started his first small group, so to speak, his discipleship group, with some interesting words. He just said, come follow me. Come follow me, and, and I'll send you out to fish for people, from Matthew 4.19. You know, that, that was as simple as it could get. Come follow me, and I'll send you out. Follow me, and I will send you when you read Matthew 6, Jesus says, don't worry about how you're going to do these things like all of those with no faith in me. Just follow me. Seek first my kingdom and its righteousness and all the rest will be added and it'll be added by me, by my Father in heaven. As we follow Jesus on the discipleship path, we learn about God in real time. You and I are learning in real time as we follow Jesus. And as we learn, we're supposed to be sharing that with others. In other words, Jesus came to teach us about God, and then he commanded us, do like I did. That's very simple when you think about it. Another thing that Jesus did is Jesus laid down his life in service to God. He laid down his life to accomplish these things. Mark 10.45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve and give his life. If we want to follow, if we want to understand what Jesus wants us to do, we, we just look at that passage and we say, if Jesus served and laid down his life, that's what he's calling us to do, to serve and lay down our lives in service. I think service and, and dying to self is where we find the answer to why am I here. I think we're able to address what the good news means. God didn't just save us and then leave us here with no purpose other than to pursue our own interests. He included us in his plan. We're part of it. And he commanded us, go and make disciples. Don't just be disciples, but go and make disciples. And our responsibility is to live out discipleship and in doing that, fulfill the purpose of explaining God to a world that's searching for answers. To fulfill our calling and to find purpose, we don't need to look any further than Jesus' example. It's all through the Bible. The Bible lays it out so simply and beautifully. Jesus loved people. He walked in relationship with people. He met their needs, he taught them about God, and then he gave them opportunities to do the same. Now let's think about that. If you're wondering what your purpose is as a Christian, why God saved you, well here it is right here. To meet the needs of others, to teach people about God, to walk in relationship, to love, and ultimately teach people that there are opportunities to serve. I mean, it doesn't get any more simple than that. 
But we struggle over methodology and we struggle over whose plan is the right plan. And I'll tell you this, the right plan is God's plan. The right plan is Jesus' plan. 1 Peter 3.15 says, but in your own hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give them a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. I love that passage. We're supposed to be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. That's good news. We're in a world full of bad news. All we hear about is rioting and fighting and political unrest. There's a lot of bad news in the world right now. We have a pandemic that we've never seen before. But you and I, Christ's followers, instead of just agreeing with all the bad news all the time or spreading the bad news or gossiping about the bad news, Jesus has called you and I to tell the good news. What is Christ doing in our lives? What has Christ done for us? What will Christ do for us? That's all good news. We're called to bring the, the good news Wherever he puts us, and with whoever he puts in our lives, that means our homes, our families, our neighborhoods, our workplace, that means everywhere we go, God has called us to bring good news. And in the middle of this pandemic, maybe you can't get outside the walls of your house, or, or maybe you're just limiting your, your trips out. That's okay. There's a myriad of technology out there that allows you to connect with people and spread good news and encouragement. The first and the, the easiest is just a telephone. I've gotten more telephone calls and made more telephone calls during this pandemic than I have in years. Just to talk to people, just to say hello. And I know that many people in this body have taken it upon themselves to start calling and reaching out and connecting and, and, and amen to that. You're doing like Jesus would do. You're connecting with people. You don't have to be told that you can do that. You don't need permission to do that. Just do what God's calling you to do. And I hear from people how they're connecting, and I hear from people that were encouraged by your phone calls or that were encouraged by cards that have been sent out by people in the body. Awesome, keep it up. That's bringing the good news. That's showing the light of Jesus in a dark time. You are on the discipleship path with that right there. Keep going. You know, it's, we need to do this in our families, our community. We need to do this regardless of race, gender, social status, or political affiliation. We gotta get rid of all that stuff, and we have to just start looking as people, at people as God's creation. And we have good news for God's creation, that Jesus Christ can save you, that Jesus Christ can give you purpose. That's our job, that's what we're supposed to be doing. In Matthew 28, Jesus commands, and, and this is one that you should memorize, it's the the great commission all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i've commanded you you know no recipient of god's grace of god's mercy through jesus christ is exempt from that great commission our mission is to share the reason for faith the good news of what jesus christ has done not only what he's done, but what he's doing and what he will do. Our life needs to reflect our real-time relationship with Jesus. It's a journey. No one's arrived yet. We're just journeying together. As we journey together, we find purpose. We gain understanding from one another. 
we start to understand why we are here. And to find that, it starts with the unthinkable. To find that purpose, it starts with what the world says is unthinkable. And you know what that is? That means that we need to surrender our lives and follow Jesus Christ. We need to seek, live, love, struggle in relationships as we follow. We need to surrender our agenda for Christ and willingly join him in mission as we become what our discipleship team likes to say or call mature disciples making disciples. As we follow Jesus, we mature. As we mature, as we grow, as we learn, we share that with others and we help them mature. We are maturing disciples making disciples. During this pandemic, we've seen the need for community and the need for connection more than any other time in history. This should be the church's finest hour as the body of Christ. We're here to share the hope of Jesus Christ, the good news, and to encourage other disciples along the way, to build up other disciples along the way, and ultimately to bring hope to those who are searching for a reason to live, that are searching for their purpose here right now. We're called to share the hope of Jesus Christ, the good news with them. Yeah, to do this, it requires that you and I trust God like we've never trusted him before. It's not easy to speak to people. We need to trust, we need to venture out where we haven't been before. We have to use methods that we haven't used before. We have to be willing to do whatever it takes to bring the message of Christ to the world around us. Not a message of condemnation, but the good news that Jesus saves, that Jesus brings purpose, that God has a plan. That's good news. Yeah, we're going to be stretched. And yes, we're going to have to dive into God's word. And yes, we're going to have to pray. And yes, we're going to have to group to do this. But as we do it, we're going to be in great company. We're going to be in company with Jesus and his original small group. And the many, many, many other disciples who've been faithful to the call of God on their life through the years. And those many disciples are the reason that you and I walk in faith with Jesus Christ. We need to share that with the next generation and the next and the next. If you're wondering what your purpose is, just look at the life of Jesus Christ. Watch and, and read how he lived. Develop a relationship with him and seek first his kingdom and he'll take care of the rest. So I want to encourage you right where you're at today, whatever your situation, whatever your circumstances, start sharing the good news with the people around you. Start to reach out and try to connect. Don't wait for people to reach out to you. Reach out and try to connect. You know, we want to help you with connecting, and our discipleship team's really excited about what next year is going to look like, what the fall is going to look like for this church. So we want to invite all of you who feel God calling you to a culture of discipleship, or all of you who were touched by this message this morning that say, yes, I want to, I want to do something. I want to group up. I want to begin to learn and grow and mature. If you're in that place right now, we want to, in, to invite you to a series of three live stream events that are, gonna, that are gonna be shot here in the MPC sanctuary. The first one is 
Sunday night, September 20th from 6 to 7 p.m. And it'll be the first of a series of three. And our aim for the three live stream events is this. We want to raise up leaders from all generations in this church. If, you're, if you've been waiting for something to do, if you've been waiting for a way to feel connected or something to dive into, then, then dive into this. We want to raise up leaders from all generations, young to old. We want to enlist this body into a discipleship journey together. We want to work together. We want to move together. We want those mature disciples to start helping other disciples mature. So if you're interested in this and you want to get connected, for right now, we're limited to the way we can connect. So we're going to be connecting using technology, and I just want you to be prepared for that. We'll help you with it. But as we connect, we begin to mature. As we discuss, we begin to mature. As we dive into God's word together, we begin to mature. As we pray together, we begin to mature. And that's what our goal is, to move our church in a direction of discipleship where everybody finds a place, where everybody fits in, and everybody is connected. The event will stream from our website. It'll be easy. You can just log on to mpclife.com or to mpcstudents.com, either one. You can log on, and you can, you'll find the player embedded right there. You can watch the live stream event right there on the website. If you have any questions about that or how to get connected or need help, um, then give me a call or email me, and all my info is on the website. The other thing that I want to say is that if you're interested in finding a group, if you already know you're ready, hey, I want to start meeting with people, I want to get in a small group, or I want to lead a small group, then please contact me. On the website right now is a form under discipleship that gives you the opportunity to put your name in, and we'll get back to you right away because we want to roll with this thing through the fall. We're so excited for the 20th, and I have a great team put together, a great discipleship team, that's, that, that's representative of all the ages in this church. And we're really excited about what God will do when his people come together and we start to move in a direction together. So join us as we follow Christ in discipleship. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the resources that you put in, for, in front of us, the resources and the technology that we're able to continue on sharing the message together, that we're able to continue on reaching out to our community. I just pray for all the Bible studies, men's groups, women's groups, kids' groups, all the things that are going on in this church. I pray, Lord, that you're in there. I pray that you're at the very center. I pray as we pursue a culture of discipleship that you and only you would lead the way. Holy Spirit, empower us. Be the wind in our sails pushing us forward. I just pray, Lord, that a few years from now, we would look back at this pandemic and we would see it for the time of growth or the growth opportunity that it's been. Pray that we continue to reach out. Pray that we continue to be a light in a dark time. Pray that we would continue to shine your light, Jesus Christ. For it's in your amazing, awesome name that we pray. Amen.